Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my review of the champion mods. They've changed a little bit again in Season of Dawn. want to always revisit this topic to talk about ways they could improve these mods on the guns. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. I may not be live. I'm doing extra episodes, so I have stuff for the feeds while I'm away for just two days for Christmas, so I might not be live, but... I usually have these hit the feeds 8 in the morning Eastern, and that's typically when I'm streaming on Twitch. Uh, SayNotoRage.com will bring you to me. And if I'm on YouTube, uh, you can hit the bell button, subscribe, and comment, and all those things. So, Champion Mods Review. I want to start with the good, then then talk about the bad, and then talk about the ideal. I'm, I'm structuring some of my reviews in this way, because I, 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 I do want to highlight just how good champions are and champion mods are. They have brought good things to the game that weren't there prior, and one of the mistakes I think sometimes we can make when we get into critical uh, critical lanes is we forget that some of this stuff is really, really good. They brought, in, you know, they brought good things to the game. My most recent video about bounties. I, I wanted to say, you know, wow, they did such a great job bringing all these bounties, but, you know experientially they're not landing that well champion mods are in a similar way you know in the game right now good idea really really cool but they're landing in a way that i don't think is being enjoyed so i'm going to talk about the good the bad and then the ideal i'm going to make suggestions for what they could do with them some of these you've probably heard before we've we've talked about this in other places so the good i think it brings a really really good layer of challenge to pve i've said this many many times the nightmare hunts at master going for a time trial is some of the best content I think I've experienced in destiny now I did really really criticize the boss fights in the nightmare hunts but ignore that for just a second the actual strategy that we implemented the the timing the changing our loadout using specific guns and builds for particular pain points I found very enjoyable I usually don't like that kind of content I'm usually very averse to delta content in destiny but I think the champions brought something that I, I I particularly enjoyed, as well as utility. I was a really big fan of using the Wendigo in there. The blinding grenade suddenly had tons of utility. Uh, finishers actually help out way more than they do in any other place when you're under Delta, because getting a champion down to where they're finishable, it's very, very easy then to just go in and get that kind of auto kill on them. And then the the way champions were showing up sometimes is nice. You know, the, the ogres with the unstoppable and then the anti-barrier. There was some stuff people were doing to kind of get around that, but I think that's a glimpse. I do. I think that's a glimpse where the game can go. Not the same old tired, here's some ads, here's a mechanic, here's a boss. And I don't say that that gets tired because like Bungie's making a mistake, but I think in general people get genre and franchise fatigue and things like that. And I think this is a great way that they've kind of revitalized one of the sides of the game that can oftentimes get criticized for being boring or repetitious or predictable. This is a good, this takes us in a really, really good direction. Also, currently, I'm going to say it's a negative, but it's also a positive that they can use these to make you change your loadout, to kind of push you in a direction toward maybe something you wouldn't ordinarily use scouts and bows and pulses this season I'm going to talk about a better way that they could implement that that you know hey this is really useful or this is really strong as opposed to right now you kind of feel forced to use a scout or a bow uh, whenever you go into the sundial if you want to actually help with the unstoppable or the anti-barrier guys so and and one of the things people might say in response 
I'm kind of anticipating this now. They may be like, well, Lona, when you run the sundial, if you if you lean into the modifiers and use the right stuff, you can kill the unstoppable guys and the anti-barrier guys fast enough. You 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 generally can. I was using the new I was using the new linear fusion, which I really really liked it when it was arc burn, and I had firing line as well. Oh man, that thing is really fun with rapid hit and firing line. It's actually really really nice to have a linear fusion that's strong again. Not this one. It was another one that I use a different role, and I could shoot it fast enough to take down the anti-barrier guys before they got their barrier up. Same thing with an arc sword. I was doing the same thing. Like, heavyweight was on, arc burn was on. I'd go in there with an arc sword and surrounded, and I could take them out fast enough. To me, I'm bypassing the pain point. I'm not engaging with the pain point, so I don't think that's a good example or a good comeback, especially considering that might not be possible once you go to the harder difficulty, which is going to land in a little while. Legend, they might have stronger uh, resistance. They might have bigger health pools, and then you're not going to be able to do that. We we need to be able to engage with the anti-barrier, unstoppable, or overload in a way that makes sense, and bypassing it or going around it isn't exactly ideal. You're, you're negating the entire you know point of them adding a layer of difficulty. So let's talk about the bad the way that the champion mods are being implemented the way that they're bad. If you go to the artifact, you're going to quickly realize the theme is very much bows, scouts, pulses. It's You, you click on the very first one, anti-barrier, bow, scouts, pulses. I will say it was nice to see them throw three guns into one mod. That was nice. But then you come down here and unstoppable, you know, I don't know why they did this. I, they could have afforded to do more. Maybe they're experimenting, but... It's very apparent what the theme is. That's not necessarily a problem. The problems start to rear their head when exotics are still not getting a slot. So they're getting sidelined once again in new content. They were supposed to address this. You know, they had their September blog post that I reference a lot. It was September 26th or 29th where they said that, you know, exotics are getting outshined by legendaries. Well, you you kind of by, by the nature of the content are doing that anyway. You're sidelining exotics. I can't run... A Huckleberry. I can't run a Mida. I can't run any of the, you know, a Graviton Lance during a Void Burn might be a nice pulse to slap Unstoppable or Anti Barrier on. You can't. You can't do it. They don't have a slot for it. So that's a bit of a bummer. Uh, weapons seem out of step with the Sundial. Uh, bows, Scouts, and Pulses don't really seem built for the content that is relevant this season. The Sundial combat is very rambunctious, up in your face, Cabal, and pulses and scouts and bows feel really really out of place in there I'm going to get really tired of running a bow I'm trying to run the scout in there the actual you know the scout from the sundial activity actually is really really nice if you get it I have a rapid hit with explosive rounds that feels really really good the guns are also just so sexy looking they did such a good job this season with the guns I am I am at least trying to use the scout and finding it to be pretty enjoyable uh, especially the one encounter at works where you got to go across and get the balls and bring them back and slam them almost every other you know encounter in the sundial they don't really feel like they're getting the job done I end up just spamming heavy because I get so freaking tired of trying to use my primary I just start spamming heavy by the time I start running out of heavy we're usually done with the encounter anyway so the rambunctious nature of the content and of the of the combat makes them a little bit frustrating to have to use and I'm really only needing to run unstoppable the anti-barrier guys seem to die so fast anyway most of us are just running unstoppable when we go in there I I think by the end of a season we might get a little bit tired too of running a scout or a bow like every time I go into every time I go into sundial 
I'm running a scout or a bow. I, I don't know what's wrong with pulses. They don't even feel that strong. They feel really, really weak in Sundial. Folks in chat are saying it can't even take down the barriers fast enough. So they've got to do some adjustments and tweaking there. Like if you're going to put anti-barrier on a pulse, it should at least work right. Uh, it shouldn't feel like out of step with the flow of combat, you know, nullifying the weapon. Um, you also have to consider there's a ton of weapons that you're earning in the sundial and there's only like two that are relevant the auto rifle is not relevant because there's no overload so you're basically only using the scout and the pulse and if pulses feel weak you're basically only using the scout there is no bow in the sundial so it's weird to grind for all these weapons and then not even have any of them be relevant to the content itself so let's move to the ideal we're being critical I think being critical is helpful I think Bungie needs to hear what we're saying you're making content that has loot drops that are irrelevant to the content itself so when I go back in, I'm not running any of the new guns because they can't run any of the anti-barrier or unstoppable stuff. So here's some of my solutions or suggestions. I believe that all primaries should be able to use anti-barrier, unstoppable, and overload. Just create the rules for how it works. So if you want to run unstoppable on a sidearm, like it should just let us do it. You know, it, it should just work in a certain way. And then you just you you pivot between the weapons according to like what you like using okay that's the first thing they should do that solves another problem if they just if they work on all primaries you just open up a artifact mod slot on exotic guns exotic primaries and now they all can run anti-barrier unstoppable or overload whichever you feel like running the second thing they should do if they want to funnel us towards certain weapon types use modifiers to do that my suggestion would be each week you could say all right this week anti-barrier champions are taking more damage from sidearms Uh, and the next week unstoppable champions are taking more damage from bows or scouts or whatever and so each week you don't have to change your loadout if you don't want to you can run unstoppable you can run anti-barrier on whatever weapons you want but for that week if you want to feel stronger if you want to lean into the trend for that week you're going to change your loadout I think that's a far better way to get people to try different loadouts. It's through incentivization. You're motivating me with power, not basically saying, well, this is the only way to engage with Unstoppable or Anti-Barrier. You have to run these guns. I would rather see them say, just if this week you know scouts or pulses or whatever guns are stronger against certain champions so then you're you're changing your weapons and loadouts according to the modifiers to feel, you know, at your peak performance or peak strength. The other thing they could do if they did this then is they could put anti-barrier, unstoppable, or overload on secondary weapons. It is a bit of a bummer as well to get like a shotgun, a fusion, or that cool new grenade launcher, and to be like, these things can't even engage with the champions. I, they're, they're irrelevant. Again, champion mods, I believe, are coming into the game as an experiment, which is more than likely why it hasn't been expanded to exotics. It hasn't been expanded to secondaries. So my feedback to Bungie is probably something they're well aware of. They know that it's limited. They know that it's not exactly ideal at the moment. They're experimenting. When they're done with all their experimentation, that would be my hope that they would do, is that you could use all of them on primaries, and then they could start rolling them out for secondaries, so that you're able to really, really celebrate all the weapons that you're getting. It's okay to not have anti-barrier, unstoppable, or overload on heavy weapons, because heavy weapons are generally reserved for high damage output against a boss, or, or, or a major, or something. You don't necessarily need those to engage in the meat and potatoes content, or combat with... Uh, the champions. So I would expand them to secondaries. To me, the primary experiment is over. 
that, that, that that's kind of my opinion at this point you've experimented with the primaries we know how they all work on primaries that experiment's over roll them out to all primaries roll them out to exotic primaries and then start trying them out on secondaries as well so things like fusions and shotguns and grenade launchers and even snipers could potentially land with the mods as well adding more layers to our loadout and using modifiers to motivate those loadout changes week to week because instead of having everybody getting sick to death of scouts and pulses and bows by the end of the season it would just kind of change week to week if you felt like it as always we're going to go to question and answer next if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my review, my sort of ongoing review and feedback of the champion mods in Season of Dawn. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. We're going to jump right into the questions. These are going to be like 30 minutes Q&A sessions because I'm doing a little bit more. So I have some episodes while I'm out of town for Christmas. Just two days. Blade. Do you think that you should be able to put the champion mod on exotics? I feel that we are fighting with our hands tied behind our back, not being able to use these. This was obviously addressed in the video, but I I would like to elaborate a little bit more on this. Number one, exotic primaries in general just continue to need to get passes so that they are a little bit more appealing. Uh, But I also think this is really, really hurting us because there are a lot of great ones in here. The Bad Juju, the Outbreak Perfected, those would be great pulses to use this season. Uh, The Huckleberry would have been great last season. The Mita would be nice to use. You know, these are all getting sidelined because none of them can run any of the modifiers. Uh, You come down here to the energy weapons as well. You have... You have, I mentioned it in the talk, you have the Graviton. It would be great to be able to use Graviton for anti-barrier or unstoppable, and then have, especially if Void Burn's going on. This is a really, really fun weapon, and they've made it, they've made it a lot more appealing than it used to be. You know, they gave it a nice damage pass, and so I would continue to do that if I was Bungie. I would make sure that the weapons are likable. I mean, for Pete's sakes, one of the brand new weapons this season, the Scout Rifle, was doing it. <laughs> it was doing unstoppable, but like by mistake, so they turned it off, like okay I don't know why they did that um, I guess there's a future weapon that's going to have unstoppable built into it so another great looking weapon that is immediately sidelined if you go into content and you need anti-barrier or unstoppable because you're like I can't put it on there because it's an exotic so they need to they need to do some quality of life passes the first quality of life pass should always be ongoing making sure exotic primaries and secondaries are worth using that's that's a different subject altogether then it gets even worse when you look at the champion mods like oh they finally did some damage passes graviton might be worth using and then immediately they chop its legs off because it's like yeah but you can't run champion mods on it so if you're going to run a pulse in this content you're just going to end up leaving it behind i would love to break this bad boy out i love the outbreak perfected it's got to be one of the sexiest looking guns in the game uh and it if you're wanting to run a pulse man oh man what a great pulse to run in some of these environments you can get the little siva mites out there a little bit more helpful with crowd control and then that really nice quick fire rate would be excellent for unstoppable or anti-barrier or whatever anti-barrier on pulses might need looked at people in chat were saying it's a little too slow so people aren't really wanting to run it again just a bummer to see uh, exotics just continue to get sidelined uh, and not because 
somebody and, and not because of power creep either like not traditional power creep it's not like there's all these new weapons that are leaving leaving them behind like they're literally just saying no you can't use you can't use the 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 champion mods on it it just it seems like a really really giant uh oversight uh with with respect to diversity and and wanting us to feel powerful flying mangoes says do you think it would be too limiting if they tied certain champion mods to specific frames example precision frames equal unstoppable rounds i don't disagree with your idea in principle okay i don't disagree with the idea in principle but this is where it could get a little confusing for people because they would say okay hang on a minute so precision frame the the service revolver can do unstoppable but the patron of lost causes can't because it's a lightweight frame uh you know and and oh we have a precision frame on a bow that one can get unstoppable but you know i'm trying to think of other examples that that would be it would be confusing that they couldn't get it i i don't disagree with what you're saying in principle it's like oh that would make sense right rapid fire anything with a rapid fire frame would be perfect for anti barrier or overload anything with a precision frame would be perfect for unstoppable I, I totally get where your logic is, but I, I think it might be confusing to people to be like, well, wait a minute, I don't understand. This scout rifle can run unstoppable, but this scout rifle can't. Oh, it's based on the frames. I think it would just be a little bit more, you know, accessible and, and user-friendly to just say, you can put anti-barrier, unstoppable, and overload on any primary, and they all have their own rules. So, scouts and hand cannons and bows, you got to aim down sight for, a, like, a second or whatever it does, and then it gets the glow. Um, and then if you're trying to do unstoppable on... I mean, I guess unstoppable on a, on a rapid-fire weapon, it would have to be... you got to shoot them so much to get unstoppable to proc. Now, that might be harder on Bungie's end, because you're literally loading in an unstoppable round. Um... So I don't know how they would do that on something that's like a rapid fire, like an SMG, an auto rifle or something, but I, I would leave that to Bungie. Like you guys figure it out. It, it, let us do anti-barrier unstoppable and overload on every primary type and just set the rules ahead of time that certain ones do certain things uh, differently. And I would do it at the gun type level as opposed to the, the frame type because I again I would just be concerned about accessibility you would just confuse people and if it's confusing people would be less likely to engage with it if they're not engaging with it then they're then it defeats the entire purpose um you know it defeats the entire purpose because people like I'm not even going to do it I, I don't understand I like this scout more than that scout or I like this pulse more than that pulse and I can't run certain mods on it you know WD Prescott do you think that champion modifiers should stay as mods that are only applicable in a few areas of the game uh, or something that you choose, like the Zer card for Nightfalls? It seems like what they're trying to do with champions is they're putting them in multiple places that are meant to be considered the end game. Now, we've had this conversation recently. I think some people conflate end game with difficult content. They hear end game and they're like, it should be really, really hard. Not necessarily. The end game grind in some games is literally just a loot grind that takes a while. That's end game. End game refers to you being sort of done with leveling. You're done with the processional linear aspect of the game, and now you are in the quote end game, which is when you run content loops and circles. And that's when you're either farming for resources or rolls on weapons or whatever. 
And yes, in in pockets of the end game, you're going to have stuff that's really challenging. A raid, master level nightfalls and nightmare hunts. But also in the end game, you're going to have things like weapon frames, frame grinds, you know, bounties on the obelisk to level up the obelisks, running the sundial over and over again, running menagerie over and over again. These are end game activities that don't necessarily have to kick your teeth in. And I think Bungie's found a really nice medium where like a middle ground where they say, okay, if you're hardcore and you blitz this content, you're going to get rewards at a faster pace, especially if you're upgrading your obelisks and getting multiple drops. If you're more casual, you can still play the content, you can still get rewards, but at the end of the week, you're going to have way, way fewer drops compared to the guy that went crazy with the stacked team. I think that spectrum works. So, all of that to say this, Champion modifiers seem to be landing in endgame content, so they're not necessarily meant to be incredibly difficult. I would say you could start to throw champions into strikes, but they seem to be wanting to not do that. They want to kind of like leave strikes alone. They put the champions in the nightfalls. The the low-level nightfalls that you can run, though, to me, it just makes sense. Like, so I can go into an adept nightfall and there's no champions. I can go into a 920, and now they show up. So 920, and I guess what they want strikes to be, strikes are, what are they, 750? I think is how they set them up. Where does it say? Yeah, I recommend a power 750. This, again, I think is where they could afford to do normal hard everywhere. I personally thought when we saw Legend launching for Sundial, they were going to go to a two difficulty system they were going to do normal and hard so what they would do is in a nightfall they would consolidate legend and master into one difficulty called legend and then hero and adept would consolidate into one difficulty as well so you would just have normal hard normal hard well then you could come into nightfalls and have hero legend and then that's it you've got normal and hard and then you know obviously your rewards would would be you know in accordance to that and then you could do the same thing with strikes normal and hard why not and then different modifiers different rewards different loot incentives you know at the strike level versus at the nightfall level and then you could comb over the whole game and do that i personally i think i love that they brought difficulty spectrum to the game you have the four you have you know in night in nightfalls and in nightmare hunts my concern is they bit off so much by doing that that a lot of people are kind of like either oh please don't put that everywhere or they're saying like oh if you put it everywhere then at least give us a really really strong loot incentive so I think Bungie's kind of fighting their way with difficulty spectrum they're going to have to um, they're going to have to think about is it being engaged with at high levels are are people enjoying with it? it is it communicating clearly value so like nightmare hunts when they bumped up to master nobody had any idea why you would run them at master because the UI didn't communicate it so I think they need to communicate why would I run a harder difficulty that's the big question mark we have right now when the legend versions of the sundial lands what's the what's the reason for you to go run that you know what what's the what's the loot incentive so when I look at champion modifiers that's where my mind goes spread it everywhere but it has to land in a way that makes sense like why why are champions showing up in strikes why are champions showing up in i don't know adventures and then 
if they're functioning along a scale of difficulty where it's not really, really frustrating the casual player, it's kind of educating them like, hey, you know, these guys have these things that they do. That's probably one of Bungie's concerns is that if they don't, if they don't give you like a clear, a clear uh, path as to like why it's showing up then I think people can get confused and get frustrated if you're a new light player or you're a more casual player you might not want to mess with your loadout and the champion mods and you might want to ignore the champions so there's a part of me that's concerned that eventually they're going to have to spread it to other parts of the game and then people might not like that or it'll always kind of stay sequestered into like a unique place you know, because then the comeback would be, well, it's not free content. So if you're paying for the season pass, then ideally you would be a more invested player. You wouldn't want to just sit on the sidelines and do nothing with the artifact and do nothing with the champion mods. Um, and because of that, I think, I think you're you're going to see more and more question marks about champions. The casuals are going to be like, well, are you going to start putting them everywhere? And the hardcore players are going to be like, are you guys going to make it to where we can really engage with this in a way that we want? Like, we want to you, you use exotics, we want to do this and that. My theory would be that Bungie's experimenting. Bungie's experimenting. Let's roll out champions. Let's do, which, let's put them in a couple of pieces of content and see how it goes. Also, champion mods. Let's roll it out on a couple of weapons and see how it goes and then continue to trickle out to more weapons so that maybe a year from now, champion modifiers have a greater presence in the game. They're showing up on guns. Maybe they're showing up in some way on armor. I don't know. And then champions themselves could also be showing up in more places in the game as well because Bungie's done enough testing to know you know, how it can land across a spectrum of difficulty so that casuals don't hate it and hardcores don't think it's trivial. There's, it's, it's really... It's, I think it's really, really got to land right. And if it only stays in a couple of, you know, a couple of handful of places, I worry that a really, really great value point is getting shortchanged and not being, not being used in a lot of places. Uh, JD Gamer. Hey, little Merry Christmas. Uh, glad of the idea of ship racing league that Bungie should do for the dawning. Do you think that would be better than SRL or baking? I think all of the gimmicky ideas about space battles and, and sparrow racing with love in my heart, I think they're stupid. Like, we don't need that. We do not need Bungie's limited bandwidth dedicated to stupid gimmicks. And, I, and I'm and i not trying to be mean, but it's like, dude, they're trying to keep a hobbyist game alive with a schedule and a, and a calendar and a trickle. And the last thing they need to be doing is, is risking that amount of capital and that amount of bandwidth. You got to dedicate a team to that. They've got to build it. They've got to test it. They got to create rewards for it. I just, I think that's anybody throwing out those ideas if they're being cheeky, okay, fine. If they're being serious, number one, it ain't going to happen. Number two, if it does happen, I'll be really disappointed. That's not the direction this game needs to go. We do not need resources and bandwidth dedicated to throwaway gimmicks like space battles and sparrow racing. I just, we can't have that right now. We need meat and potatoes content. We need obelisks, sundial. We need PvP to get some help. Um, we need reasons to run strikes. Think of how many things in the game need tweaked and having their quality increased. Reasons to run strikes. What's the point of daily missions? You know, adventures and public spaces and the NPCs on the planets. And, you know, what about the raids? And what about, you know, old, old loot pools? What about escalation protocol? What about blind? Well, there's all these things. 
that could afford to be tweaked, fixed, debugged, have quality added to them, have loot added to them. The last thing we need Bungie doing is being like, let's do space battles. It's like, the franchise is five years in, okay? You're, number one, people are not avoiding destiny because of the absence of space battles or sparrow racing there's not going to be this crazy influx of consumers that are suddenly fans of destiny because you add space battles or sparrow racing okay that's just that's just the fact of the matter no one's going to suddenly become a fan of destiny in great number and in great quantity because you add sparrow racing or space battles number two the existing player base is really going to split on it a very small portion of people are probably going to play it with regularity and that's where you start to really see that the bandwidth is wasted this is why i think bungie is trying to cast that wide net on pve which unfortunately is a bummer for pvp fans they're casting a wide net they're giving us bounties they're giving us a match made encounter they're giving us a grind on the artifact they're giving us a grind on the season pass they're trying to cast a wide net across the player base that's not a wide net that's like a small, small, like scalpel of, oh, maybe people will like this. It's a huge, huge risk of resources. Um, it's what you always say, short-term games get short-term games gains. Right. It, it would it would be gimmicky. It would, it would get very, very short-term gains because there's just not a lot of substance to r- racing sparrows in a giant circle or space battles. Again, I'm like, what on earth? Who... Who is going to play this game for space battles? Number one, do you even have developers that can build good space battles? Do you? Because if you don't, you, who, where are these people going to come from? That's the other thing you have to understand. Stick to your core competencies, right? If Bungie's really good at making looter shooter environments and encounters and and, and boss fights and stuff, are they even going to be good at doing space battles? You know, I, <clears throat> that would be the big question. So mediocre racing or space battle content would be an enormous waste of resources. And seeing people on Reddit, seeing people in Twitter and forums and stuff suggesting these things, I'm always like, what the frick game are you playing? Like, the game's been out for half a decade. They're not going to do this, and I really hope they don't. We, yeah, Faction Rally, for Pete's sakes. If you want to add some quality to a really good, loved, nostalgic thing in the game, do something with the factions, not Sparrow Racing League or Space Battles. Wishwash. Do you think it was a mistake to have champions in the raid? I feel they were forced to include a disruptive mod this season just because of the raid since there's no disruptive champions anywhere that I've seen oh you mean the um yeah the overload uh, champions um don't overload guys show up in the nightfalls though I'm pretty sure they do don't they I don't know I I don't I barely touch nightfalls um and well and they have to they have to keep them in there because they show up in other places don't they uh unstoppable and anti-barrier yeah, what's the deal with Overload? Um, they're not listed, but they show up there, don't they? Yes, they do, just not this week. Okay, thank you. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Overload still shows up. Uh, missing some resubs here because we're doing Q&A. Uh, uh, Thomasaurus Rex, uh, so much for a white Christmas here in Kentucky. Love the weather, low, love the content. Thank you for 16 months. I am Melee with 19 months and 38 months from V. Gerard. Um, yeah, again... I really think my theory is that they wanted to do a, a, a handful of champions and a handful of mods 
to see how it goes. They said in one of the interviews at Gamescom, like, a lot of this is experimentation. If something doesn't work, we can scrap it next season and just not ever bring it back on the artifact. If something is really good, the one guy said, he's like, we would consider putting things into the main mod pool so you don't lose it. I think champion mods are an ongoing experiment to see how we respond, how does it work, what's the timing like. If people like Bungie, uh, anti-barrier on pulse rifles sucks. They're like, okay, thank you for that information, and then they can adjust in the future. My hope would be that we land in the summer, and they and they basically say that they're like, any, any primary can use a champion mod, as well as exotics. And then they maybe roll them out as well to secondaries on that artifact for that season. That would be a good move. I would love to be able to go into the Sundial right now and be able to run anti-barrier on an auto rifle and then run unstoppable on like a fusion or that cool wave grenade or something. It'd be really cool to like nail an unstoppable guy with a grenade or a fusion blast and stun him. That would be fun. We're not doing that right now. We're generally running a bow or a scout and then after that it's just kind of like the 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 typical the typical loadout uh, for a lot of people. So champion mods need to become need to become more standardized in the game and then they can start to roll them out into other weapons and then they can start to put more champions in the game. You know, they can have more champions in just places. Um I don't know if they could get away with this, but it'd be really, really cool if I could raise the world tier of, a, of the public space and then champions could show up there too. So your public events could take a different feel. Lost Sectors could take a different feel. I know that gets a little touchy because then where the New Light players can't be in your instance because they wouldn't be able to see the champions or even encounter, like engage with them or they'd be at a power level where they can't shoot them, you know. Uh, nine months from uh, myself, thank you. Um, so I would, I would say, um, I would say just continue to roll it out and continue to, and I think we on our end need to accept that they're probably, um, they're probably still experimenting. I probably would prefer that over the alternative. If they just threw champion mods and champions like everywhere and it was just chaos and glitchy and buggy, that probably would not have been ideal. Um, so... Servo Actuator. Do you think putting an intrinsic champion mod on all of the exotics, uh, then the exotic medic would change as, meta would change as well? Maybe eliminate the problem of only two or three exotics being able to go through all the time. Somebody had this theory because the the Divinity has uh, Overload built into it, the Ariana's Vow has Anti-Barrier built into it, and then Leviathan's Breath has Unstoppable. And then the, the brand new Scout came out, the Symmetry, and it was doing Unstoppable, but then they took that away. So, people had the theory, they're like, oh, they're just gonna start randomly assigning, you know, an intrinsic champion mod to exotics. They might do that. They might say, you know what would be easier? Just do an artifact mod on all the primaries and just roll out, you know, uh, and uh, all art, all uh, champion mods can be used on all primaries. Like, they may look at one or the other and say one's easier to do than another. Um, it, it's honestly going to probably come down to that, which is the easiest to do. Could they go into each individual exotic and create rules for 
the Huckleberry to do anti-barrier. I don't know if they want to do that. It might be easier just to say, all SMGs can get unstoppable anti-barrier and overload. Here's how the rules work. They build that within the mod itself. So when the mod lands on the Huckleberry, the rules are preset for any SMG that runs that particular mod. It might be easier to zoom way out and say, okay, anti-barrier can go on any primary. Here's how it works for scouts. Here's how it works for auto rifles. Here's how it works for SMGs. So anytime you take that anti-barrier mod and you slap it into an exotic scout or a legendary SMG, the rules are predetermined. The gun doesn't matter. The rules are set ahead of time. Misery. Function question. For anti-barrier mod, it burns through Vex immunity. Cabal shields, but I noticed that the taken shield holders can still block my shots. Do you know why? This could be inconsistency in the design. This could be intentional. There's no way to really know. The anti-barrier, as it's described, uh, if we go in here and we... Does it actually say... Um, grants shield piercing bypassing combatant defenses strong against barrier champions so all it says that it it grants shield piercing and it bypasses combatants defenses so for whatever reason if you can't do it against um, taken shield holders maybe that's just not viewed as something that can have shield piercing uh, influence it I don't honestly know I don't know if Bungie has said anything about that particular element of it Diaz85, with your idea with champion mods and changing modifiers every week to push towards a gun type, where is the season in that setup? Uh, There is a season-based game now, so there are guns for the season for certain content. Well, I see what you're saying. You're like, oh, well, what about the guns? Because, well, it doesn't really matter because then you would grind for god rolls and use the guns that you want. But then for that particular season, you could say, oh, every week it's rotating. So you're going to use sidearms this week and a, and a hand cannon the next week or a bow this week. Um, again, consider if champion mods are always present and champions are always showing up as a complementary mechanic in the content. It doesn't really matter if the sundial goes away and the next activity rolls around they could do the exact same thing there could be anti-barrier and unstoppable champions in the activity and each week they could say uh this week uh you know sidearms and shotguns or 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 scouts and and pulses are going to get the most help from the weekly modifiers and then you're rotating the big question is always going to be how do you get us to chase new weapons what they did this season is they rolled out new perks. There's Osmosis, there's Vorpal, uh, there's the brand new grenade launcher type. Um, there's a couple other that don't, don't seem as influential. There's the one that's like Elemental Synergy or, or whatever it's called, where you can get like uh, different stats according to your subclass. That one seems kind of stupid. But uh, I, th- I think that eventually that's where they're going to have to really lean on Elemental perks. Elemental perks, I think, allow for more creativity. I think elemental perks allow for more uh, unique experiences, whether it's something explosive or damage over time or suppression fields or whatever. I think elemental perks have the most potential because they can kind of do whatever they want. They're running out of capital when it comes to, like, reload or damage perks, whether it's multi-kill clip or swashbuckler or feeding frenzy or outlaw. These, They're all in the same category, so we're th- those ones are are the ones that kind of got boring I think if Bungie really wants to get creative with perks so that next season we're, we're chasing new weapons then you've got to continue to lean into elemental perks 
I don't I don't know if you have really another option. There's only so much you can do with damage and reload before you're like, this isn't that much different than this other perk over here, which then makes them way less interesting. So I that's why I've continued to say just go back to primary, secondary, and heavy because then they can go to a true elemental primary system. Osmosis could be them kind of testing that out to see if it's even possible. Uh, aim for the brain says what would you say to changing the barrier unstoppable mod to be equipped on any gun you choose but you can only use one of them that way you still have to work together to make loadouts less constricting I don't think you need to do this because if I'm going to run both unstoppable and anti-barrier I have to run double primary and truth be told that's kind of a waste the anti-barrier and unstoppable guys are not showing up enough to warrant me hurting my loadout this much to run to run double primary to be fair the more I play the more I'm like the anti-barrier guys you can kill quick enough with heavy just nobody needs to run anti-barrier just run unstoppable now every once in a while that anti-barrier shield comes up and you're like ugh, and somebody pops it it's really really nice but I don't know if it's nice enough to warrant me running double primary I also don't know if running double primary is advantageous enough for you to you know to create this limit now what I said a little bit ago is, oh, if you can use it all on primaries, they could roll out anti-barrier, unstoppable, or overload on um, on secondary weapons like shotguns and fusion rifles, things like that. And then you're like, well, maybe you need to limit it there. Or you run something like Ariana's, or you run the Divinity. That's true. Because um, they're using the special ammo. Again, I don't know if you need to limit that. I don't think that's what you want to do. Giving us the freedom to say, I'm going to run an anti-barrier primary, and I'm going to run overload on the, I'm sorry, unstoppable on the Leviathan's Breath or something. So you have both. I don't think you need to, I don't think you need to do that. I don't think you need to limit somebody's ability to do that. They're seeing the pain point and they're coming up with their own solution for it. Getting in their way and creating a barrier or restriction I don't think you're getting any value out of that. What's the net gain by telling somebody they can't do that? Oh, teamwork. Well, I mean, to be fair, you got people running around, you got people going in all sorts of different places in the room and doing different things. You don't necessarily need to create this restriction, I don't think. Gritter. I agree champion mod should be on exotics, but do you think the reason Bungie has not enabled it is because it would also enable a normal mod slot on exotics? No, because by its very nature, you would say only champion mods can go on there. I, I don't think that's why. I think that they could easily um, they could easily just say, no, only, only the artifact mods can go on exotics. They would limit it. You don't need to be able to put, you know, I don't know what you would do, like what dragonfly spec on Ace of Spades or something. Um... Uh, Santolono, any helpful advice on opening the EDZ obelisk? Been to orbit 20 times, still can't open it. I wouldn't go to orbit. I would just keep re-instancing. You just bring up the map and you just click on the fast travel over and over and over again. It sucks. It's annoying. Do your best to max it out to 11, then get your tower obelisk so you never have to go back to the EDZ obelisk. Once the EDZ obelisk hits 11, you can do all of your alignments and everything from the the tower uh, obelisk. So I guess just try to do that. 
Mr. Triptastic. Lono, do you think with the banners that showed up in the hangar that Saint 14 and Trials is coming back? I'm going to push this question to the next talk because we are doing multiple talks today. So the next talk is going to be about my dawning impressions and then we're going to do a Saint 14 as well. I'm doing multiple talks today so that I can feed YouTube and the podcast content while I'm out of town for the two days for Christmas. So this was like a shorter Q&A, just about 30 minutes just so you guys can have daily episodes while I'm traveling. As always, we're going to do more. So don't go anywhere if you're here and you're part of the live audience. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always watch me live at sayno2rage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.